hello everybody this is Ja coming at you from 528 hertz of healing on a wonderful rainy sunday in georgia anybody that knows me y'all know i love the rain it's my favorite weather i like the sun too but i just love the rain it's something so cocooning and relaxing and sexy about the rain i just love it it's so intimate but anyway i want to get right into this topic because I don't know how long it's going to take me, as I always say, and I don't think I have more than like 60 minutes to talk. So hopefully it won't go that long. I had a conversation earlier this week with someone that was quite a bit younger than me, one of my older students. And he asked me a question about women and he wanted to know why do women allow so many things to happen to them that they don't like? And it got me to thinking like, dang, why do we allow these types of things? So our conversation went on for a good while. I explained some stuff to him, made it make sense. And you know, he thought about it and he agreed. So my topic this week is gonna be on allowing. Why we allow, how we end up allowing and what we can do to not allow things to happen in our existence that we don't want to allow. But first, Let's get into what the actual definition of allow means. First of all, allow is a verb, so that means it takes action. It's action to do. It's action-oriented. Excuse me. The first definition that they give for allow is to permit. To fail to restrain or prevent. Another definition is to assign as a share or suitable amount as of time or money you allow Maybe you allow allow somebody to take an hour break. Um, to reckon as a deduction or an addition. To admit, to concede, to say, to state, to think. What else? To make a possibility or admit the use of. To give consideration to circumstances or contingencies used with or for. A plan that allows for expansion was a... Um, sentence that one was used in and that's from the Merriam-Webster alright so let's get into actual allowing so the question basically like I said he wanted to know why do women allow so many things to happen and excuse me I don't know what is in my throat I think the pollen is just really getting tired of it I know y'all tired of it too so that's another reason I like the rain hopefully it'll make it go away I took quite a few notes on this and I usually don't take notes, but I didn't want to forget anything because allowing can be so detrimental if it goes on and on and on for too long. We all been in those situations as women and I'm specifically speaking about us because that was the question that was posed to me. And I know I have more women listening to this than men right now. And maybe this will speak to some of you all who are actually allowing things to happen right now. And on the inside, you know that you like it, but you don't know how to stop it. So hopefully this will help some of you or some of you who've already been through this can agree like I can how you get into that situation and maybe moving forward in the future, knowing exactly what to do to prevent that from ever happening to you again. So let's get into the why we allow. One of the main reasons I believe women allow people to do things to them, whether it it doesn't even have to be just a relationship, but I'm sticking to the relationship part because that's what he asked me about. 
but it doesn't even have to just be a relationship. It can be at a job. You can allow some things to happen at your job just because of the pay that you're getting. Some people will do things and allow things at the job just because they get benefits, great benefits, and they know that they can't go anywhere else. I know a lot of teachers like that. They will stay, put up with all the crap, hate their jobs, like with a passion. But they'll be like, but hell, we got some good ass benefits, so I'm not going nowhere. Or my retirement fund is going to be, it's, it's nice. Like people will allow things that they don't like for a long time for a personal gain. But one of the first things that I thought about is women in relationships, a lot of times, and y'all know we, we good for this, we fall in love with the potential or the idea of what we believe somebody could possibly maybe one day be. He could possibly might one day maybe be this. Or he could possibly might maybe one day end up doing that. Like that is a lot of what happens to women. We get sucked in because we see so much goodness in the man that we like or um, the relationship of where we think we think it could go. And so once we have an idea in our mind, it's like a Cinderella story. Oh my gosh. Once we have an idea about this person and who they are and who they can be based on the things that we've seen, because you know, everybody has great parts and everybody has not so great parts. And when we see that you have a lot of potential, a lot of women will allow a lot of things to happen that they do not agree with, that they absolutely do not like based on potential. And y'all know I'm right because if you didn't see any type of potential in that man, oh, you would drop his ass so quick. Those are the ones that you see and you'd be like, whatever, I'm not dealing with him and you drop him with the quickness because you you don't see any potential for those of us who do it for reasons of seeing potential. Another another reason that we allow things to go on is because you know how people say well if you want good things and you have to focus on the good things don't focus on the bad you know and a lot of women do that they focus only on the good to the point that they actually ignore the red flags they ignore everything just so that they can see the outcome because they because the fantasy that they want they can see that outcome coming and they have carefully built up inside of their minds and only allow those memories to stay in the forefront that are good. So like this person can do, and then even men will convince you. I mean, yeah, I might do some negative stuff, babe, but my good outweighs my bad. Yeah, that might be true, but some of that bad is like way, 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 way too much to ignore. But a woman will try to give you the benefit of a doubt. We'll try to give the benefit of the doubt. We will. Some women have zero tolerance, but those are women who've probably already allowed too much. You're not the one I'm talking to. I'm talking to the one who is allowing and allowing and doesn't even know that those red flags are real and pay attention to them. Um, But yeah, a lot of women get focused on so much good that they just ignore or they overlook the other stuff. And this eventually starts to make you a little delusional. And the reason I say delusional, because now you've fallen in love with the illusion rather than the reality of what you're seeing. So if you allow yourself 
to only focus on the good, you're not dealing with the whole person. You're only dealing with the illusion of what you actually foresee in the future, like the potential, which clouds your judgment and makes you delusional. Now, you're not even dealing with the real. The reality is out the window. Now you're just allowing all kinds of crap. You're allowing everything. You might be getting cursed out. You might be getting beat up. You might be getting talked down to. You might be just getting disrespected, just not being treated kindly at all. You just That just might be the majority of what's going on with you. Another reason that we allow is because, oh, this is so horrible, y'all. <sighs> you think you can change that person by being patient, hoping that things will get better. Now, you don't literally tell yourself, for the men that are listening, it's not a conversation between her and her friend and her and her mom or her and herself that say, I'm going to change him. It doesn't go like that. It goes like this. I love him. I'm going to be patient. Maybe he's just young. Maybe he's just going through some things because I can't just leave him alone because he's having a little bit of a struggle. Maybe he's just immature. Like we have all these things that we see and we don't even realize that the patience that we are using to wait and to hope that things get better when that person gets out of this phase, even that too, maybe it's just a phase, while we're sitting here waiting on all that, it goes back to the one I just said before that, now it's creating a, uh, now we're becoming delusional and we're losing track of what's real and what's not based on what I said before that one, the potential, it all just ties together. So looking for the potential helps us to be patient and hope for things to get better, all the while creating a delusion and illusion, therefore missing the reality. Damn. If, oh, that's just too much. That is just too much to even think about. Gosh, y'all see how we get... Y'all see how we fall into that trap? Mm, mm, mm. Just the thought that I'm just sitting here thinking about that. I'm going to say that again. For somebody who didn't get it like I just got it. I even, even though I'm the one talking about it. And I've been thinking about it for about three or four days. But to say it out my mouth. And to look at my own life. I can see how even I've done that. Oh my goodness. And it's so true. And it does not have to just be with in a relationship like I said it could be at a job maybe you have an employer who's working who you're working with and they're telling you oh yeah I'm going to give you more money and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that you know they're going to give you all these things but you're constantly seeing them do stuff that's not adding up to you getting more of what they say they're going to do but you keep allowing them to give you more and more work maybe less hours Whatever it is that you're allowing. Or maybe they're talking to you in a really negative way and you don't like it. But you stay. Because, hell, they're not giving me a lot of money, but I got some great benefits. And I got four children. And I need those benefits. So I'll wait and they'll give me the money too eventually. And the whole time, you're believing in the potential of what could be. You're getting disillusioned 
because you're not dealing with the reality of what is really taking place. And then you're thinking that being patient will make things get better because they're going to change. So you see, like it's the same. It goes the same with a relationship. You're dealing with a man, for my student who asked me about that question, you're dealing with a man, and a lot of times this is how it goes for us. That guy is so damn nice in the beginning, godly. If only y'all knew, if we could switch positions and y'all could see how nice some men are in the beginning, it is amazing. It is amazing. Like a lot of men could get Oscars for the level of acting. Some men are acting. Some men are really serious and, and genuine. And maybe something changes and it turns them off. Or maybe they feel too much and they get scared. But if it's not the latter two, that initial one, that actor, mm, you end up falling for all this potential because you see so many good things. The thing is, is you fall for the things because you think that this is how he's going to be treating you all the time. Just like the boss. Like you think at the job, you think that what you're seeing is real and this is how it's going to be. So you're okay with a few unkind gestures every now and then or a few arguments and things get kind of disrespectful and you're just like well you know he just does that because maybe he's just young like I said earlier maybe he just had too many drinks and then one day you look up and it's been 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years or however many years but enough time has gone by where you realize you literally allowed this You've allowed it the whole way based on an idea of what you thought and how you saw the person again. Oh, sad, sad story. But that's how we get caught up in allowing. Um, And then, once you realize that you're allowing, then a lot of us do this. You begin to make excuses about why they do what they do. So if he's not treating you right, and maybe somebody, one of your friends asks you about him, girl, why, why you do that? Girl, he just drink too much. He drunk. When he ain't drunk, when he ain't drinking, he don't act like that. You know, we quick to say how somebody doesn't do something when they're not doing this. Oh yeah, or it's, he does this because of that. Or maybe he's got mommy issues. Or maybe he he doesn't have any money. So when he's stressed, this is what he does. Whatever it is, it's it can be an excuse as to why. So once you continue to tell yourself these excuses, and you make it okay then you get caught in the trap of allowing again and then another one that's just really bad is that some women are just afraid to let that person go for fear of being lonely some women are afraid to let that person go for the fear of being lonely or that maybe they wouldn't make the right choice by leaving that person alone so it'll become a big loss in their life for removing that person and then their life won't be the same almost as if like it's that's almost like saying well this person is not doing right by me but i'm gonna hold on to them and let them keep doing that because if i let them go then life won't be right for me you know like when we when i say it like that it makes it sound kind of bad. Like, what the hell? Why would somebody do that? But people do do that because they don't know. Just like on the job, it's like 
you might be afraid to walk away from that job for fear that you won't be able to make that same type of money somewhere else. But how about, or you won't be able to get those benefits somewhere else. But how about, what if you leave that job, step out on faith, you leave that job and you go get a better job. It's actually something that you love doing. It don't even feel like you're working. You get benefits and you make more money. And you make more money. Or you get away from that person who's not doing right by you. And you fall in love with yourself. What about that? Hmm. You can just fall in love with yourself and start to feel a little more worthy. So that's a big one. That's a huge one. A lot of people, a lot of women do stay just so that they won't be alone. Because I have heard women say, well, it's better to have somebody than nobody. Like, what? So you rather allow some some crap and somebody making you feel so horrible than to be by yourself I'd rather be by myself just love on myself and drink tea and read books and take walks in nature and watch the stars at night than to do that that's not a lonely feeling but if you fear that because you never went down that road then you wouldn't know but I think all I think all that is tied into a level of self-worth so either way it goes once you feel worthy enough about you you wouldn't be able to stay anyway no matter what none of those excuses potential not seeing none it wouldn't even matter your self-worth would kick in and you would have to exit so how do we actually get into the trap of allowing Let's see. So let me see. It's quite a few things that we do. You care about that person's happiness more than you care about your own. So some people, when you when you would let them know, when you let them know that you do not like the way they are behaving with you, because allowing, remember, allowing is a verb, and verb verb describes action. So when you allow, you're allowing an action to continue to happen, right? So if you're allowing the behavior to continue to happen that you don't like, nine times out of 10, also you're caring about that person's happiness more than your own. Because once you start to let somebody know that you don't like the way they're treating you, sometimes people actually have the nerve to get mad at you for expressing the fact that you don't like the way you're being treated. Hmm. Imagine that. Imagine that. Somebody can actually get upset with you when you tell them that you don't like the way they're treating you. Your happiness is most important. And even though everybody has a right to feel however they feel, if that's their experience of you or if that's your experience of them, I mean, then that's your experience in them and you need to let a person know. Otherwise, you do fall into that trap of their happiness being more important than yours. A lack of boundaries is a, oh my, that's a real huge way of trapping yourself into allowing things to happen. A lack of boundaries, and by that I mean like, okay, let's say if, if, if I know if you if I know that I don't want you to talk rude to me 
but you talk rude to me anyway. And I just go on with it like it's nothing. Now I'm treating you that it's okay to teach to treat me that way because I don't do anything about it. I don't say anything about it because why? I don't want to make you unhappy. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I just want to keep the peace. Been there before trying to keep peace and that doesn't work because it, what it doesn't do, it does not stop the behavior. It actually encourages the behavior. You are quietly encouraging the behavior because you aren't doing anything to defend yourself. You aren't commanding any respect and you definitely aren't saying, I'm not okay with that. You just not defending yourself in any way. You're just leaving yourself wide open like a doormat. So if you do that, you will notice that that lack of boundaries will encourage the person to continue to treat you unkindly. Especially if nothing happens and you don't do anything, at least set some type of rule for yourself inside yourself. Like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. If somebody does this to me and they treat me unkindly, I will not be talking to them for a little while. Take a break from them or whatever you have to do. I don't know, whatever whatever it is that you have to do, you can't really punish people. But what you can do is put up some type of defense so that a person will take you serious and know that if you do this to me, then this is what's going to happen with us because that I will not tolerate. You got a right to do that with yourself. I'm not saying I'll go crazy and like, you know, like, well, you don't get to talk to me for 30 days. I'm not talking about that. Like putting somebody in a damn corner and punishing them and getting the belt and spanking them with it. I don't mean like that. I just mean creating a healthy boundary for yourself to the point where maybe like taking yourself out the equation or removing some of your, you know, removing some of your vulnerability and not be so open with that person until they show you something different that way they can't hurt you okay like just protecting yourself um another trap that we set ourselves up for from allowing is being addicted to all of the previous times when they did do things to make you feel good now this is a this is probably the biggest trap and this is a this is a psychological trap that a lot of us don't even realize I've been in this trap and I know every person I ever every woman I know has been in this trap and it's the dopamine trap and if any of you don't know what the dopamine is dopamine is a feel good hormone Mm-mm-mm. the trick with dopamine is it it's a hormone released by the brain And it's released by the brain when something happens that feels good, makes you happy, whatever. So let's say if you, like, I love music. Music makes me feel so good. So, like, when I put on music, I feel really good. I hear songs I love, anything like that. That's what makes me feel good. If I'm around a person and they're very nice, they're affectionate, um, they do, like, nice, special things, they say things, take me nice places and just make me feel, like, safe and secure, stuff like that real affectionate and all those types of things those are going to create feel good hormones and it's going to release dopamine all through my bloodstream so now i'm going to relate that person with that feeling y'all get it say it again dopamine feel good hormone and it is the hormone that is released 
when something is taking place outside of you that the brain doesn't know the brain's just the brain is just getting signals that something feels good so whatever this thing is or something is making me really happy so whatever that thing is it could even be it don't even have to be another person it could be drugs it could be alcohol dopamine is a feel-good hormone that gets released on the strength of I feel good right now so people wonder how people do drugs and they can't get off the hell because dopamine that's why they keep searching for that that feel good feeling and they just want to feel that feeling I remember being in a um, in a house like in a, in a in a house near some people who had people that were on drugs around them and I remember watching the people come out of the apartment and as soon as they take the hit or as soon as they shoot it up it's just like or you see it in movies it's like an exaltation it is like it is like everything because they got the craving and the fix that they wanted the body felt that feeling and the dopamine got released into the bloodstream the craving was taken care of and now they feel good so they keep going back for that the crazy thing and the tricky thing about the dopamine is even if the thing isn't good for you the brain will crave that same thing from that same source it'll crave the dopamine from the same source that made it feel good to begin with so even if it's a person that was once treating you really, really, really good and, and, and producing all this good dopamine, like when you first meet somebody and they're so sweet to you and oh my God, girl, y'all know what I'm talking about, that dude call you and he just get in your ear because you know, ladies, we love what we hear. Men, we know y'all love what y'all see, but we love what we hear. So if you know what to say and you saying all the right things, that's going to create dopamine and then you go and you do all the right things oh man now we really on a high now it's a craving that's getting ready to start and don't even get into the oxytocin that's getting ready to get released too but we're just gonna stick to the dopamine right now because we're talking about the art of allowing so the dopamine is getting released we're feeling really good we're looking for that thing and every time over so many months, days, weeks, years, whatever, that thing is being good to us. And then eventually we start to see that we're allowing something to happen. As far as a relationship, we're seeing, oh, this is not good. So right here is the kicker to where my student asked me, how do we allow it? Because hell, that's the same source that created the damn dopamine that sent all the good feeling hormones through our bloodstream why would I not want that same thing that knew exactly how to send all that through my bloodstream just coursing through my veins why would I not crave that which made me feel like that which is now making me feel like shit but before it was making me feel really good so I know the potential of what I could get from that very thing 
that is now making me feel shitty. Are y'all keeping up with this? Keep up now. That dopamine, that's the real kicker. The reason we allow is because of the good feeling that the dopamine releases to our damn bloodstreams. So it's kind of like your own mind is betraying you, but the mind doesn't know. I keep telling y'all this. The brain doesn't know. The brain only knows what it, it only knows the messages that it's getting. And it has pictures related to those messages. It's just like a nostalgic song. You hear a song that you love, and that song reminds you from when you were young. Like, I love Zoom. Zoom reminds me of when I was in Cleveland as a little girl. Anything by Stevie Wonder reminds me of dancing and singing with my father, because we love doing that. Anything Sade reminds me of singing with my mom, because we love Sade. You know what I'm saying? Anything that has to do with um, maybe like old school rap when it first came out. It reminds me of my brother, when me and my brother used to dance a lot. Like a lot of things for me relate to music because music, again, music make you feel no pain for me. Like that's real, that's real talk. Bob Marley said it, but I agree. So for, for me and in my house growing up, there was a lot of music. It was like the concert, it still is today. But I'm saying that to say that that all those types of things induced dopamine in me. Sitting by the beach every weekend growing up as a little girl on Lake Erie. When I see beaches and big large bodies of water, I crave being around that because that's what we did as a family every single weekend. That's what we did. When it was warm outside, we were at the beach. So for me, beaches mean Ooh, sit down, have a good time, barbecue, you run around the sand, you lay in the sun, you play in the water, and you just have a great day. And when you lay down at night, you take your shower and you come in, you're gonna feel like you are floating in the water. Like that's the feelings that I feel. You know, those are those cravings that I have. I crave to sit by water. I crave to listen to certain songs. I crave to dance because growing up, my aunts and my older cousins, we danced all the time. We hand danced. We danced together all the time. We line, we line danced. We hand danced. Went to cabarets. Had family functions. Like, dancing is just that thing for me. Dancing, music, stuff like that. So, yeah, those those types of things create dopamine. So, I'm trying to give y'all examples of when I say a feel-good feeling, it could be whatever that means to you. If you were a person who had a parent and y'all cooked together a lot. My mother comes from a really large family. They did a lot of cooking. We had a lot of family functions. Those types of things, to me, create dopamine. You know, that always made that type of feeling course through my veins. Still good feelings. So the dopamine is the big, big trick, y'all, because when he asked me about why do women stay in relationships like that, because check this out. If you're with a man for three, four, five, six years, and he's so good to you, then one day he stops being that way towards you for whatever reason, whether you know or whether you don't know. You start excusing his behaviors because you're focusing on the good and you're focusing on one day he might change and you're focusing on all these other things, his potential. You're focusing on 
all the good that he does instead of focusing on the negativities you're focusing on I don't want to be alone so you're focusing on all these other things and now you've been disillusioned and now you don't see the reality of what's really happening in front of you but the one main thing that you're doing is your brain is telling you to go right back to this same person who is now not making you feel good he is making you feel shitty and crappy and less than anything but your brain is craving that particular person because that particular person induced so much dopamine through your blood at one point that when you think of him that's what you think of you get it I hope y'all get that man I hope y'all get that so it's kind of like the dopamine the trick with that dopamine is that it makes you feel so good that that person becomes a source for you and now it's literally etched in your brain that whatever that they provided for you safety feel good happy whatever it was you just want to be around them because that's what you get from them then they start to do these things that hurt you and it becomes confusing because it's like hold on hold on the brain is sending signals to you about that person like go around that person because remember that person made us feel so good remember come on John go around that person you know that person made us feel good just go around them it's okay like your brain will do that and then as soon as that person starts to do the negative stuff you get confused but your brain reminds you of the once sweet individual that made you feel so good or the horrible drug that made you feel so good because the same way goes with those drugs I know some people who've done some serious drugs and can't get off of those drugs because that craving eventually they want they want that feeling that feel good feeling that they could never feel again I've heard that about so many drugs and that's why people get so addicted they'll sell the whole house children steal from everybody because dopamine is just that strong that feel good feeling is just that's a real serious thing to um to have to reckon with I can't imagine something having me out of my mind to the point that I just want it no matter what just because I just want the few minutes of however good it's going to feel I just can't imagine I feel bad for the people um, who go through that even in relationships same thing some people are so addicted to the good feelings especially how long did that person make you feel good before they really started making you feel bad all your brain knows is hell this person is the feel good source and we want that so it's going to keep on trying to get you to go that route for that thing from that source because that person came to source so the, the answer to the question to my student the main answer is dopamine it's the dopamine and anybody listening to this that has struggled with any type of drug related issues or any type of alcoholism or any type of addiction to another person because of the dopamine that was released into your bloodstream you have to figure out how to overcome that so one of the great ways or quite a few ways to overcome allowing is you got to change your patterns so when that craving comes up for that person since we were talking about relationships which is what you want to know about when that craving 
before that person comes up after you already realize this is not good this person is not good for me they don't mean me well the first thing you got to do is change the behavior patterns that you look for so go talk to somebody go talk to somebody to get your mind off of it go exercise exercise is great take a walk run do something if you get your blood moving blood blood moving and pumping through your body also releases dopamine too so you want to do that too if you create something like that flowing that'll also help listen to some music you know what i'm saying find something that you used to love to do and create make it a hobby like whatever it is if you if you're a painter if you used to i don't know make candles go back and start making them again if you know you love to cook go cook turn on your favorite song but do whatever it takes to get the dose of dopamine that your brain is in search of whatever it takes to get that dose because once you get that dose then you'll be okay until the next craving comes and unfortunately it's going to take some time because it took some time for you to get used to the craving that you had so it's going to take some time to replace that source of your initial craving with a new source and sometimes you may never ever ever find um a big enough source to stop you from craving that original source but it's okay when it comes up just go do something else that you know works to get your mind off of it but you basically want to do it until you're no longer craving it to the point that you're about to give in you don't want to be craving that negative person or that drug or that drink i would say for anybody that's got alcoholism issues or drug addiction issues that's probably just going to be some professional help at that point i would imagine because that seems like that just would be a hard fight i've never been a drug addict and i've never been an alcoholic but i do know the feeling of having a drink and just relaxing and like not caring about you know what's really going on i know it'll numb you but eventually that's going to wear off so you have to find something else meditation for me is great if i crave things that i want and i can't have them then meditation is always good and i'll do that or turn on music like i said sing songs whatever take a walk call somebody that i know is going to have a good conversation and we're going to do a lot of laughing cuz i love to laugh so laughing is a great one and also um don't make light of it when you are trying to overcome allowing don't make light of it like oh it's nothing no like speak up for yourself when you know that you're allowing if you're going to be involved with somebody and you're allowing things overcoming overcoming that allowing is to be assertive in your in your conversation you don't have to be rude you don't have to be mean but you need to be very clear okay i understand that this is where you are and this is how you're behaving but you're just not going to do it with me you can do it you can definitely do it you can do it as much as you need to but it's just not conducive to me and it's just not going to work for me so please don't do that with me and then if they do that with you continuously you can either remove yourself from the situation or you can set up a proper boundary and tell them what has to happen in order for you all to be able to maintain your relationship if not you know what i'm saying you got to do what you got to do if they won't 
if they won't adhere but whatever either way do not make light of it and lighten up and become disillusioned and then start dealing with things from a non-realistic point of view because then you set yourself back up and then the pattern starts all over again um another big way of overcoming allowing is don't re- don't reward unkind behavior so like if somebody is really doing some stuff to you and you really don't like it and you're trying to still be with this person it's okay if you try to be with that person but don't reward unkind behavior in other words if the person is treating you bad or let's say they're cursing you out and you're allowing that like dogging you straight out in front of your kids family work co-workers anything um or fighting you or whatever it is don't go back and just go start doing nice things for that person whatever it is whatever it is that's nice for them don't do that because you know what that does that teaches that person that they don't have to change what they're doing they can just be however they want to be with you because you just want to be with them so bad you're willing to deal with whatever they take whatever they dish out so I don't really have too much more to say on this I think that we covered all the bases this was a really good one that was a real um, impromptu type of um episode because I actually was going to do something totally different but that conversation having that conversation with a much younger person who's trying to who's seeing the females around him allowing things to happen and it's just like how how do you prevent it and then he has daughters and he's like how do I prevent my daughters from going through that so I thought this was a really good opportunity to go in and talk about it and hopefully Hopefully it touched some different people in some different ways. Hopefully it made some men conscious of things that you do and maybe how you might be coming off to your woman or your girl or whoever, whoever, if you are coming off this way in any way at all and somebody's trying to let you know that they don't like something that you're doing to them, you know, just listen, just listen. And maybe they're allowing you for some of the reasons that I said, but if you know that, and, and you know that you have no plans on changing and you're going to continue to take advantage of those situations then it's best you know just exit don't bring that energy back to yourself because energy has a way of finding its way back to the actual source if you're the source then you want to be a good source so that all good returns to you you do good good will come back you do negative negative it's going to come back so you know try to be a good source try to be a good source and just remember this y'all your happiness as long as you do this your happiness will now be connected to the new thing so when you overcome allowing and connect to some new forms of things that make you happy now your happiness will be connected to those new things i hope everybody has an awesome week let's get through this quarantining think about what you're allowing as always sit down get your piece of paper think about the people that are close to you people that you're in relationship with whether it's work intimate anything like that just think about your relationships and think about do a self-evaluation am i allowing anything to happen to me i don't want and just know 
that every single thing that's happening in your life is because you allow it. And I'm gonna leave you with that. Everything is happening because you allow it. Nothing can happen without your permission. Whether you wanna admit it or not, absolutely nothing. Let's go be great, y'all. Follow me on Instagram and or Facebook at 528 Hertz of Healing by Ja. Or you can text me if you have my phone number, if you would like a reading, if you would like to have discussions about anything, if there's anything specific that you would like to talk about that we can do, um, that we can talk about or I can talk about on here. There will be a great topic for people to heal from because everybody needs some sort of healing. But remember, my station is not about blaming other people and helping other people to figure out how they did something to you. My whole plight is for us to heal our own selves. So whatever it is you want to talk about, remember, I'm never going to talk about how you need to fix another person and how you need to make sure they heal. This is all about self-healing, self-realization, self-actualization, knowledge of self, however you want to, however you want to um, say it. That's what we're doing. We're working on ourselves. One situation at a time. So I wish you all much peace in your life and only allow that which is conducive to you in your life. Peace.